How are singer-songwriters like us who don't live in LA or Nashville, don't have rock star parents and are willing to play and grow our careers from our own money in a different way without publishing deals or recording contracts, choosing instead to follow a vision we believe in, earning a lifelong income from music through building partnerships and implementing intentional strategy to get our music out to the world yet still remaining in love with the music industry? That is the magic question, and this podcast will discuss answers. No music, no life. Hello, welcome to No Music, No Life. Had one of those moments today when you realise that, uh, especially being a creative, there's things you have to apply your creative ability to, like a career or a, a, a path that you've taken, you know, to um, get a haircut and get a real job. And you'll be knowledgeable in that area and you can talk forever in that area, but there comes a point in that conversation where your brain just sort of drops out, like has a brain fart, and you've gone from sound like an expert to just sort of sitting there in the abyss. Could be 10 seconds, could be three minutes, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I pity the people that are sitting with me. And it's Yet, if you ask me about singer-songwriting and the beliefs that I have in making music great again, you will, you, I can go on forever. Even when I confuse myself, I'll come back to a framework that'll serve singer and songwriters to let them build their music business. And I think those little moments are moments of truth, where you realise, although... You've got to take on life's responsibilities. If you're really serious about that hobby or that cause or that creative outlet, you've got to find a way to do it more. And I think I've been known to punish myself and not pick up work on the craft because I haven't hit a level of commitment to the other parts of the music business that are required to keep growing because I know a lot of musicians that are world class and they don't have any awareness of the game. They're lost in the game completely. And it's an interesting thing. Like, is it, it, you know, we can look at it in so many ways. The external thing is you've got responsibilities. The internal thing is you're actually alive. And that's something to be admired because admiring someone because they make a million or what's the latest now? Um, A billion dollars. If you admire that, that's great. That's an external thing though. Like the fuel that keeps you going that's going to minimise regret because anything can happen around money. Uh, That regret's going to be tied to what you didn't serve internally 
So I think for me it's about realising that any opportunity is to exercise a single action. I think it's been mentioned before as like a domino. What's the biggest domino you can knock over on any given day that'll keep your journey in sound progressing? And so what I did is I looked at the marketing skills I learned around uh, partnerships. Then I looked at the ascension cycles I learned around business. And then I looked at the music industry's steps that you take to have a career. And those three complemented each other into a dozen functions. So three macro frameworks, another nine micro frameworks. They intersperse with your story as the artist so that you know where you're at and what are the actions that are required to keep your momentum. And one of the benefits of that is if you put all the macro and micro pieces of the puzzle together, it fits into a flywheel. Why is it a flywheel? Because each single action enables you to maintain momentum. So you're keeping moving and gives you confidence. So you say today, that, that project I booked to do today, I couldn't do that, but what can I work on? You might have had a major task to do, something comes up, something gets in the way, you may run out of money, what can you do? So you can do something free, you can work on your social capital. There's parts of the model that enables you to make choices. And I think one of the things that happens when you get lost in the game at first you think it's about money. I need money to record and master and copyright my music. I need money to for the best equipment. I need money and all these details to feel confident. I need money for bills. But in the end, I've found personally that even when I've had a lot of money, uh, I've probably done worse. It's almost like a little bit of hunger, that little bit of fear and stress can be channeled into the craft and into the music business. And this in itself means there is always something to do and there's always something you can do each day. And with the flywheel, the benefit is is if you if you choose to be signed, if you choose to be scaled through a management company, you can better define your strengths and weaknesses. So you can say, well, look, these are the 12 sectors that I do to grow my music business and I can't stand doing these four things. So you could adjust your contract if you're coming from a position of strength or even just a position of knowledge. You can measure the management. Okay, this is important to my music business. You can use it to measure. So how have we performed? What's happening in this area? But if you can, you may, as you get more confident and you get to choose to what you can control. And I know in the beginning they say, well, contracts nowadays are trying to give you nothing until you prove yourself or conquer the world. I think if you're doing things correctly, you're already coming from a position of power so they can see clearly that you're serious and also that they can make money from you because that's what they're doing. They want to come along and if they sign you have no power, they're just making all the money they can out of you and then they'll see how the future going. So if your star shines brightly, then you have a option to uh, discuss what you want in the deal. But the other side is uh, 
you can you can look at the reality and is that is if you did get signed to scale your business you have something in place so say they look at you and say like you're worth x amount of dollars your role whether you're knowledgeable uh, whether you're fresh as an artist or you're established is to make them their money and at the same time hustle to make your money and if you've already got foundations in place for other parts of your creativity you can allow the music uh, amplification or scalability through these recording companies to feed back a positive income to other sources of your creativity uh, around your peer group or your fan base so what you need to uh, look at is that ultimately you need to be working on your career even if you have other responsibilities and you do a single task each day that reignites uh, your journey in sound and you're stoked about life uh, because you know as I said I, I, I found myself sitting today speaking about a skill in the workforce that I was good at yet uh, discovering that there comes a point <laughs> where internally uh, that's going to be a harder thing to support emotionally unless I'm working on something worthwhile which is singing and songwriting and I think you know what I mean like the world uh, expects us to, to deal with our external responsibilities but as creative people we have got uh, quite a high importance on the internal journey otherwise uh, you're running on empty and where it would be great to be have a simpler life and uh, sort of accept the norm is that external gratification is good enough I think whether you like it or not especially if you're a creative that that internal journey is where it's at and that is usually expressed through your singing and songwriting for the world to enjoy or criticise but hey at least they're listening hope you're having a great day no music, no life. What is this? Rectangle. What Thank you. What is this? Triangle. Good girl, Dad. Thank you.